Bill is a failed skydiver and a bear sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, BHP Town Hall. Ben created Eye on Off, he's a comic book fanatic. Phil made Pyro CMS, he's probably in a kayak. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP. Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, BHP, Town Hall. Hey, welcome to episode 45 of PHP Town Hall. You have myself, Ben Edmond, sober Phil Sturgeon. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> the code rabbi and Ben Marks, the Magento guy. The Magento guy. Yeah. All right. So, Yitz, introduce yourself a little bit, please. Uh... Wow, you started out with a difficult question. Um, Yitzchak Wolroth, Code Rabbi. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, ben. Ben Marks. I mean, that's the, my, my brand is my name. That's it. No, uh, Magento guy. So I work for Magento. I talk about Magento. Have you heard about Magento? That's what we want to know today on the podcast. Have you heard about BuzzConf? Have you heard about BuzzConf? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if Magento will be there. It's a New Zealand joke uh, or an Aussie joke, and if you haven't heard about it, you will somebody. Yeah. Um, the important answer to the topic brought up earlier by Jeremy, um, I am on the 1045 to Seattle. Jeremy, is that the same flight as you? Sorry? Uh, I'm on the 1045 to Seattle. Is that the same flight as you? No. You're, no, you're in Seattle. <laughs> uh, leaving Seattle is what I meant. Uh, yeah, to to Newark, or to JFK. Different flights, aren't we? Yeah, well, we'll find out uh, on the next episode of PHP Town Hall. Um, <laughs> so we are here today recording live with a really janky setup of just two little laptops. Um, so sorry if you can't hear anything, but we are at Pacific Northwest PHP. Yes, very nice. Very good. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so we've got a bunch of attendees in the audience. Hello there. Um, if you say woo, you win a mint. There you go. <laughs> Plenty of mints. Uh, right, so what are we talking about first? Uh, I guess, uh, yes, first thing I'll ask you about is what is going on with your world tour? You are all over the place. Those are two separate things, actually. I'm all over the place, and I'm in the midst of a world tour. <laughs> uh, the world tour is actually kind of winding down here the next couple of months, I think. Uh, I started back in January. Uh, my wife calls it uh, my midlife crisis. Uh, and some, <laughs> somewhere along the line in a game of uh, chicken with the uh, virtual PHP community, I agreed to attempt, anyway, 50 user groups in 2015. Uh, got some sponsors along the way. Fortunately, was smart enough to scale back a little bit and uh, only promised 35. I think we'll hit that. We're at 31 now. And this is also conference uh, 18 for the year. Wow, that's a fair few. Um, how is that working out with your new job? Uh, it's challenging. It's uh, very challenging. I uh, accepted a full-time role uh, in July, and I mean, they knew to a certain extent what they were getting into with my travel schedule until the end of the year. But uh, you know, it is difficult uh, trying to to balance the two. So, um, where was we at now, right? I am. What was the motivation for switching from consulting to uh, a full-time day job? You know, it was. Uh, I had the opportunity. I, they were a consulting client. And I had the opportunity to try them on for size. I was not looking for a full-time role at all. 
Uh, and uh, I'm sure had I had to go through the normal uh, interviewing uh, you know, channels, I, I, you know, I would have bailed out before that. Uh, it's really not for me. But I got a chance to, to meet the people and to actually work uh, embedded uh, in the team for a good month before we started uh, you know, edging around that idea of making this a, a permanent arrangement. And uh, it really was a, a culture, uh, both a general company culture and an engineering culture that was quite attractive to me. Uh, really solid management, solid product, and they made me the, perver the proverbial offer I couldn't refuse in terms of a role with the company. Um, kind of an interesting title. I'm the engineering practice manager, uh, but I I, uh, I do and uh, process, but I do a lot of uh, training, mentoring, uh, a lot of pairing, uh, coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed a lot. Yeah, um, we've uh, the three of us, um, apart from Ben, unfortunately, uh, we were just at New Zealand, which is why we're all probably sounding a little bit slurry. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I'm sounding slurry. I'm sober as a judge, but uh, I'm very jet-lagged. Um, the three of us were in New Zealand. Uh, the burning question for Ben is, what was the name of that drink you had that had eight different types of rum in it? Oh, there was, there was a, yeah, there was a, I don't remember the name, It was it, it, but it was. It was like, that oh, this, this, looks, this looks interesting, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a tiny little bit. It was just like this one thing. And so that was like a, okay, I'll have this. And then I was gone. Good night. <laughs> went out, went, went home. I really enjoyed the bit where the bartender said, if you talk about politics one more time, then I'm going to charge you double for your drinks. And then you brought up the New Zealand flag. That was the only response. I mean, that was literally like we walked in there and I think there was some <laughs> ensuing political discussion coming like through the door. And then he was like, no, no politics. You're out. And then, yeah, of course. And I said, well, about that flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bring this up because uh, one, one question we had is, um, can I, is it uh, ever tough um, with dealing with Shabbat at conferences? Because we all went out and got shit-faced. Well, they all went out and got shit-faced. Um, and you were trapped <laughs> oh, in the hotel hello. for... <laughs> no, I didn't. What did you do last no, time? I had, I had a taste of the black vodka. A taste. I wet my tongue. So that was nothing. <laughs> I didn't drink. You should get um, the three grand back. Yeah. yeah. So. It's all gone straight in my pocket. Anyway, well, yeah, and, that's uh, it. and that's it. Deals <laughs> off. No. Oh, yeah, fair. This does look like an amazing cider, 6.7% on the morning of the 15th. What asshole put a cider in front of you? Oh, it's okay. I have self-control. As soon as I wake up on the 15th, I'm going to yeah. shove this down my throat. Um, <laughs> Stop. What? <laughs> so, so no, no, uh, yeah, Monty, it, Monty's not here. Yeah. What are some of the troubles you have to deal with at conferences with, uh, with the Shabbat? Yeah, so traveling, uh, traveling to conferences that span the Jewish Sabbath, so that's uh, Friday night uh, from sundown till nightfall on Saturday, uh, is, is challenging. I mean, first I have to speak around that schedule. Mm -hmm. And so that was interesting, let's say, uh, in Benelux, where the actual conference sessions don't begin until 1 o'clock on Friday, and the Sabbath comes in there at about 4. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty tricky. But even beyond that, then, just navigating the hotel, is is interesting you've got electric doors in and out of the hotel so i usually have to find a way uh you know a back entrance or some type of manual entrance or you know kind of walk with somebody else uh, scooting <laughs> through so they trigger the sensor and i just kind of kind of come along for the ride mm. um doors with key cards so a little tape over the jam All usually right. uh, usually takes care of that uh food so you're saying you're challenge. free to be robbed every pretty much my room is yeah. wide open yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> but you had a fun time uh, you had a fun time with the ceremony i remember uh, uh jordy and i were there for at benelux for the um uh you had to burn some stuff and like figuring out okay how can i put this how can i do light the match get the match going but then 
not put it well, out. We couldn't, we couldn't find a match. First, uh, first off, yeah, the uh, traditionally you accept the onset of the Sabbath by lighting candles. And at Benelux, because the schedule was pretty tight, uh, you know, I was getting in in just the nick of time. And I'm sitting down for the meal, and we've got three, four minutes until the absolute last moment at which I could accept the Sabbath. Suddenly the light bulb comes on. I haven't lit candles. So first we had to scurry around, find candles, let somebody have a match. And, yeah, it was a bit of an adventure. Uh, food is an issue, uh, so I usually keep a hot plate in the room. My wife sends uh, sends food with me, so tremendous amount of luggage. That was uh, <laughs> that was interesting getting into New Zealand, which yeah. has very very stringent uh, biosecurity laws. <laughs> so I was over an hour through customs as they inventoried every item wow. and looked up every item in my every uh, commercial food product in my suitcase on the computer to see if they could let me in with it, not let me in with it. Seeing as you've got an empty suitcase, can I fill up with some of this Seattle cider yeah. and I'll have it back in there? There you go. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, so, Ben, what was your favorite talk here at the PN of, uh, Pacific Northwest PHP, the conference? conference. What's your favorite well, there was talk? a riveting talk on Magento 2. <laughs> That I I was I happened to attend. It was good. No, uh, it, Cal Evans, man. Any time that guy, it, well, and it's not even just just you know keynotes or anything else. Just being around him. If you follow him on Twitter or Facebook, you could see his energy is consistent. It's just flapping. And then uh, his keynote today it was I've, I've seen it a couple times, I think, and yeah. it was it was just you know an even more refined amount of passion. And the delivery is is so plaintively honest and. You know, it, it, it says a lot when you can only see like two or three people on their device during this keynote at the end of a conference when everyone's kind of burned out from going to all the talks, but everyone was just just looking at Cal and just just kind of soaking in his uh, his performance and being inspired. Mm. Yeah, that's the second time I've seen it, and he was uh, talking about something or other about kind of getting involved and giving back to the community, and I felt like warm tingles going down my spine, and I was asked a bit weird. I just had a feeling, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what this is. I'm very uptight. Another side effect, uh, not joking. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I have emotions. Oh, God, how am I going to deal with these now? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a really good talk. What about you, Ben? Other Ben? Uh, other Ben. My favorite was probably Ed Finkler's talk on mental illness. Um, Ed always just does a great job, and he's really, really put himself out there, very honest and open, and reaching out to the community to make a real dent in people's lives in a good way. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a bit violent. Um, uh, yeah, that's impressive because you've been doing that a while. And I saw when he started off kind of talking about maybe I'll take this on the road. I'm not sure how well mm -hmm. received it will be. I'll give it a try. And uh, and everyone's accepted it really well. Yeah, the um, community's really supported him too. You know, I guess every year he does a fundraiser to support yeah. it. And seems like everybody's really pitching in. Yeah. It happened. You only, I, I heard some, not specifically about him, but um, some people that have trouble understanding some of the greater problems in the community, some of the some of the problems with um, gender neutrality, with mental illness. And the, the kind of the point of view was, um, oh, first we've got to worry about, now we've got, everyone's got mental illness, everyone's got a problem, everyone's got this, that, and the other. It's incredibly short-sighted to, to be that way. Um, I think it's good that we're opening ourselves up to dealing with more problems. And these aren't new problems, we're just starting to talk about them more. Um, yeah, I mean, tech is a very small part of what we do, usually. Yeah. People biggest thing we deal with and um, there's no reason to ignore that just in favor of all technical talks. Well I mean that's the best I think the best thing about what he's doing I remember being at tech a couple of years ago and he gave a talk and you know I was one of probably you know like 60% of the people in the room who were just you know who were sort of sobbing by the end of it um, but just making it okay to talk about right you know so then that's one of the central themes is that hey you know you, you can talk about a broken arm but you can't talk about living with this crushing depression every day or, or you know, whatever. 
So uh, that is, you know, and that's that's work. These, these things are not mutually exclusive, right? We don't we don't we don't have to you know, fix the gender thing. We don't have to we don't have to you know bring parity in one area. Most of it is of teaching people to understand what they're doing, which causes a problem. But teach them how to be understanding. It, it essentially comes down to not being a dick um, because most of it is just about. Um, yeah, like if someone's angry, it might not be because they're just a jackass. It could just be that they're having a problem and you're triggering that. Um, so yeah, most of it's just about teaching understanding and about, you know, don't say guys if you're addressing you know, a group of women. And it's just certain things, whether you agree with every single thing or not, it's usually a case of just like be a little bit understanding of the situation. Um, and I think we can all learn a lot more about how to be more understanding. It's all about empathy. Yeah, yeah that works. Empathy is a good way of saying don't be a dick, I guess. That's so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's true. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, <laughs> how was your, so your adventures from what I saw on Twitter, so post-New uh, post Zealand uh, yeah. conference, PHP New Zealand, uh, you uh, rented a car um, because it is a, another land where they drive on the wrong side of the damn road. Yep. Um, and you got on a ferry and you went to the South Island. Yep. And proceeded to pick up a hitchhiker. That was after I got the speeding ticket. And then, and the, so it's just <laughs> speeding ticket, hitchhiker. Um, I think how many machetes or hatchets did he have? He didn't have any uh, hatchets or machetes. But four hours into the conversation, we were hitting it off like great friends. We chatted about religion, politics, everything under the sun that you shouldn't talk about. And about four hours in, he felt like he could open up to me and was like, "So then I got the uh, then I got the arrested for assault, and that was when things really went wrong." And I was like, "Oh, who have I picked up?" <laughs> he seemed like a really nice guy, and all of a sudden he started going on about this like um, money troubles with the situation, and people were like phoning him up, and he's like, "I'll get you the damn money, just calm down." No, tell him not to come to my house. And I was like, "I do not want to be involved in this situation anymore." <laughs> I'm so scared. I was really worried that like when I stopped, uh, someone was going to like run out and they're just going to take the car, um, but it turned out okay. Nice and, then, and then you, so you also, you, you yeah, I was going to, no, no, I ran over, uh, two possums, three possums. One of them was already dead. Um, I did manage to save a baby lamb, a goose, and I think a heron. I, I really nearly hit that heron, but I swear, I swear around it. The South Island. Yeah. The South Island, uh, is very, was very full of wildlife. Um, it's <laughs> less full now. <laughs> well, I had to cover about uh, 800 kilometers, and um, oh no, it was only it was 800 on the way down. I went to Queenstown, did some bungee jumping, hiked up a mountain and stuff. Um, just got the fuck away from computers for a while, and uh, yeah, on the way back up, I made a few stops that were like 300 kilometers at a time, and it was really fucking late and really tired, and the roads are insanely windy, but they still let you do 100 kilometers an hour, which the policeman told me. Um, and yeah, just driving about. There's lots of wildlife around. How much was your ticket? Only 80 New Zealand bucks. I don't know what that means. 40, 40 dollars American. That's yeah. a fucking bargain, to be honest. Like, and anyone for another one. <laughs> yeah, you said they were they'd be bargain at twice the price. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he said if you'd have been doing another, I was, I was doing 114. The limit was 100. And if I'd have been doing 120, it would have gone up to 100 New Zealand dollars, which still isn't twice the price. I should have already gone for it. Um, but yeah, New Zealand was a lot of fun. <laughs> There's that bungee jump video of me on Twitter somewhere of like bungee jumping, and then the trouble th the trouble is with this big ass bungee jump, you're meant to call, uh, you're, you're upside down obviously, and then by your foot you've got this cord that you're meant to pull out, so your feet drop down and you're the right way up. And then I couldn't do that, and it got stuck on my boot, so I just was dangling 143 meters in the air, um, just upside down <laughs> for like a minute. It was really bad, but uh, yeah, fun adventures. What did you get up to in New Zealand? Nothing. I went home. <laughs> <and then> I, <laughs> I 
I got, I got done with New Zealand. I was like, okay, well, I've got, I mean, I literally, I have between now and my last event this year in beginning of December, I have a total of four days at home. So mm. one of them was after New Zealand. So I went home for a day, uh, did all the things, all the, uh, the stuff. I had to call with my wife earlier and she's like, yep, your list for next Friday is already up to eight things. So uh, yeah, you, you can't see this on camera, but there's a hand on me. Uh, you, um, yeah, there it is. Uh, okay. Well, that's actually quite relaxing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Starving. <laughs> so yeah, you've got uh, quite a month coming up, haven't you? You were saying the other day you're going fucking everywhere, bringing the wife along for uh... Yep. So the wife is, uh, wife is joining me. So we've got uh, Meet Magento in New York is next week. Um, Yes, Sarah Bowman has a new <laughs> occupation in life, um, and there's, a, there's actually a ton, there's a ton of Meet Magento events coming up. These are actually community events that Magento itself doesn't put on. Uh, we do have a our big uh, one of our big conferences that we do put on down in Australia in November, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just running about all over like day trips from Europe to South America and back, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be quite the tour. But we've got a lot going on, so that's what we have to talk about. I, I got basically I have to. I have to evangelize about Magenta 2, ah, which I'm not heard you bring, uh, always bring Magento keen. up. No, no, I rarely talk about past. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, the you're at Laracon doing the keynote. I was, and I uh, you did. Well, tell us a bit about about what you were talking about there. So, Talmudic Maxims to maximize your growth as a software developer. The talk that uh, has. Uh, featured most prominently in the Wisdom as a Service World Tour. And so I closed the conference there with that. And uh, I guess what you're edging up to is that I, I took the opportunity to, the talk is 90% the same wherever I give it. Uh, the examples uh, that I use, the people that I call out maybe are a little bit different. Uh, you know, I mix it up a little bit depending on how much time I'm allotted, but the content's the same. Uh, for Laracon, I... Um, kind of stepped outside of the normal talk uh, for a three, four minute segment on community isolationism and uh, kind of, uh, you know, delivered a message that I, I felt that, that uh, they might need to hear to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was uh, surprisingly well received. Yeah. Was this uh, kind of pre-worn to the... Not at all. All right. Not at all. So you just kind of roll with it and see. Yeah, see I figure it's the last talk of the conference. What's going to happen? No, no, no pitchforks were visible? I'm sorry? No. No, it actually was very, very well received. I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards uh, and, uh, you know, said, we're, you know, it was, uh, other people had uh, broached the subject and perhaps come at it from a little bit different angle. But uh, they felt that mine was a very positive message. Uh, you know, a very positive spin on that concern and that they appreciated it. And one person uh, come up to me and, and said, you know, that, that whole thing where you illustrate layers of community with concentric circles and you've got uh, Laravel in the middle and then the next ring is, is PHP and you talked about uh, isolationism. I mean, I kind of got the feeling that you were saying, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, uh, people were, were, um, were quite supportive. Yeah. I, you did it in a much better way. You clearly got, the, you know, kind of led them up to the point you're trying to make in a bit more of a softly, uh, soft approach. Um, less cuss words. Uh, I ended up having the same conversation with the Laravel community in not the best way. Um, I was <laughs> dri driving back, uh, being driven back from like a night out in Atlantic City where we were just up all night drinking and I made one tweet and then they fucking flipped out. Um, and I was talking about, uh, the, you know, how 
they, they're building a lot of Laravel specific resources that could have been more generic. And I said, you know, um, it'd be a good idea not to silo yourself too much. Like, and, and I thought the point would, would stand by itself. Um, but in the end, they, everyone got in a bit of a huff and, and didn't really ask me what I meant. They just assumed I meant 12 different dumbass things and just argued against those imagined things. So Welcome the, to Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, right? So I thought, right, take this off Twitter. I'll write a blog post. And I, I tried to expand on those points in a little bit larger, uh, you know, in prose. And I, th I think that the article probably should have waited a, a few days or a week. But I wanted to, like, have something to point to to stop the onslaught of madness. And unfortunately, the blog post didn't help either. Um, so, yeah, some of the things that, you know, talking about where the Laravel community does silo itself off, um, framework-specific packages that don't need to be framework-specific, um, Laravel-specific news, when most of the stuff they're talking about is just PHP stuff, um, a lot of repositories where you can only find Laravel code, so people would try and find code that they, they could use, whereas a, a plain PHP thing would work fine, but they, can only, they can't find it on there, that was stuff I, like that. That was, I think, a... The difference was that I approached it from maybe 180 degrees the opposite direction, not in terms of here as a community what you ought to be doing in terms of engaging with the greater community, but here as individuals how it's perhaps dangerous if you don't and what you can gain by engaging in the greater community. So rather than um, you know painting that isolationism as, as dangerous and, and laying blame, uh, rather I... Um, I, I kind of laid it out as maybe an insidious trap that they, as individuals, they should uh, be wary of. Yeah, that's, that's a much better approach. And that's kind of the same thing that I was trying to do. I guess it came out wrong. Um, but yeah, it was more about like, uh, you know, community members and people at Laravel themselves and, you know, everybody else. These are things that you should be concerned about. I could have just put like a kid glove on and be like, it would be great if you did these things instead. But it's kind of the, the same thing uh, sometimes. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, we used to talk a lot back in the day about code-native developers versus PHP developers. Yeah. Laravel is going to fall in some trap where it's you shouldn't just be a Laravel developer. You really shouldn't even just be a PHP developer. You should be a development. Yeah, well, that was one of the and things. So it's career limiting for you as well as limiting for the community. Yeah, um, but that was one of the examples. So I said that if you uh, list yourself on LinkedIn or wherever you advertise yourself, Twitter description was one example they took far too specifically. No one gets a job through that. Twitter description was the joke, but uh, if you if you label yourself wherever you brand yourself as a Laravel developer, um, then if someone needs a Cake PHP developer, <laughs> if someone needs a Cake developer and you say you're a Laravel developer and they're like a recruiter, they're a non-technical person, they don't know that you're able to do the job, um, and you are perfectly able to do the job. If I've you know switched languages a bazillion times, switching frameworks doesn't fucking matter. It's a different T-shirt. Um, so <laughs> someone tweet that. <laughs> So yeah, if you brand yourself very heavily tied to one framework, then you find yourself kind of shot in the foot the second you try and use uh, something else, or you don't even realize that you've shot yourself in the foot because the opportunity's fucked off down the road. Um, and that's the stuff that I tried to explain there as well. And I think one of the comments from um, Ian Lansman was, no one's ever been hired by a recruiter. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I've been hired by recruiters. I've hired loads of people through recruiters. Um, so the reason yeah. why there's a lot of recruiters. Right. There's a lot of people need jobs. <laughs> people definitely get hired by recruiters. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like we as developers, uh, it, it's 
which level you advertise yourself kind of goes all the way up because, um, you know, I don't like to call myself, uh, I used to call myself a Codonator developer and that's where I'm coming from with this, that I've been there in the past and it fucked me over a bit. Um, and then I thought PHP developer would be better, but I use multiple languages, so web developer is a good start. But I do stuff that's not even related to the web. I do back-end processing and all sorts of crazy stuff. So now, um, you know, like all the workers, systems, and message queues, now I'm a software engineer. Um, and that's a much better title to have if you can apply it to yourself reasonably. So I think yeah, people are just digging themselves in a hole. Yourself, you know? I mean, do you wanna, it's easy to market to a niche. So if you're trying to get like, freelance jobs, it might be perfectly acceptable to say you're a Laravel developer. Yeah. Because then you can get very professional Laravel. You can do a ton of freelance jobs for that. And that's fine. It's, it's a, a marketing choice. Yeah. But to do that blindly without making the choice, is limiting yourself. That is a problem. And what I say there usually is um, I'm a software engineer with uh, years of experience in Laravel. Um, and that's totally Yeah, I say fine. like specializing in X, yes. you know, whatever. Yeah, Laravel, compose a list, any buzzword you want to get them extra Google hits, but you just say that you're a software engineer and you can do anything you fucking want. Um, but yeah, that's me ranting about something. Um, I, yeah, I feel like you did a good job with that. Have you done anything else like a blog post on that sort of topic or are you just going to leave it? to sprout its wings or we'll see where it goes okay we'll see where it goes <laughs> yeah I uh, in every version of the talk I do speak a little bit about the layers of community and the importance of engaging even if you identify most heavily with a very narrow community be it uh, the Laravel community or the Drupal community or the Magento community the um, how important it is to engage in the community at least one level broader so that you have that much more to, to bring back to the community that you, uh, that you identify with most closely. Uh, and I often, interestingly, just to put kind of a, an odd spin on it, I'll use Taylor himself as a, as a positive example. And people typically don't expect that. Uh, but I explained that his at least uh, being aware of the goings on in the greater uh, PHP community has allowed him to leverage public packages, uh, mm -hmm. framework agnostic packages, to the, the benefit of the Laravel framework and the, thereby extension the Laravel community. Yeah. But even to take it one ring further, if you've got Laravel in the middle and then PHP, well, you've got the greater software development community broader than that. And coming into the PHP community with a background in .NET architectures, with an appreciation for the high leverage of Rails from the Ruby community, uh, is what uh, drove him to design Laravel the way he did. And people don't expect that because they are seen rightly or wrongly in some ways as a, as a highly insular community. So it, it's, um, it's kind of a surprising uh, example. Uh, you know, to use mm -hmm. him to illustrate that point. But that set it up very, very nicely then for me to challenge the members of that community at Laracon to emulate Taylor, not to limit themselves to utilizing the tools that he's developed for them, but to live the example that he set for them. And I think that resonated. Yeah. Well played, sir. You should really do this, like, full-time. You're pretty good at it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Uh, so, we have a bunch of smart people in the room, um, none of them are here. Also Jeremy, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Nicole is here too. Right, uh, that's unfair, uh, at least one of us is very clever. But um, do, Are there any questions from the room for anybody else? Can we grab anybody up here to, to do a little bit of question answering? It's a great chance to talk to uh, Sarah Goldman off of HHVM and Facebook. Uh, we've got Jeremy who can tell us all about his special chocolates he's been having recently. Uh, <laughs> Actually, Anthony is really how transistors work. True fact is it's true. true what's, what's going on with transistors? It's magic. It's magic. Well, it's, 
took away the, the end. Come on, spoilers. That's like slide four. That's okay. All right. Uh, anyone want to play the iterated drinking game? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Any any questions for these lovely gentlemen? Oh dear. That's <laughs> a great fucking crowd. I'm sorry. You have different hats, like I used to repeat the question as well for the. Uh, oh, do I have any different hats? Mm -hmm. This was not a setup. I promise. But I have a Grobo hat. <laughs> 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 it's an all-weather yarmulke. <laughs> nice elevator pitch. Um, I, I, okay, I got a question. Uh, does uh, Rosh Hashanah pose any extra difficulties beyond what you normally deal with, uh, with like the, the Sabbath and things like that? So that's coming up. So I wouldn't travel at all on the holidays, but not really because they pose additional challenges, but I'm not looking to be away from the family on the holidays. It's challenging enough being away as frequently as I am uh, on the Sabbath. Uh, and you're tied a lot more closely to the synagogue, um, meaning if I'm in an area where I can get within reasonable walking distance to the synagogue, I'll attend services uh, on the Sabbath from a conference and just come wandering a little bit late on Saturday. But Rosh Hashanah, we will, it's two days, and we would be in, in synagogue 12, 13 hours a day. So, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't work uh, with the conference. Uh, I'm actually taking the... It's tomorrow night. It starts yeah. in the evening. Yeah, so I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. uh, and I'm actually flying from here uh, straight to Philadelphia. Um, I um, Rosh Hashanah by my mentor, who is in Philadelphia these days. So I'll meet my family actually in Philadelphia. I'll arrive two, three hours before Rosh Hashanah starts. Tight schedule. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're delayed, you're in trouble. I mean, if I if I'm delayed, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I have kind of a downer question. Sweet. <laughs> What does your blog post today have to do with the future of this podcast? Oh, uh, so the question was, what does my yeah, what does my blog post today have to do with that? Uh, I didn't actually write that blog post today. I wrote it back in May. Um, it was I tweeted it today because today is my last conference. Yay! Um, I I've talked talked about on the yeah. Well, it's the last conference for the foreseeable future. I have no plans to do anything. Um, we talked uh, two, three episodes ago about how I was like stepping back from whatever my open source obligations and, and various other things in PHP. Um, mostly because I don't use PHP anymore and I don't need to keep on fighting with the fig or anything else. Um, so yeah, I'm still doing this podcast. Uh, just mostly, it's going to change the format a little bit. So instead of me like bringing somebody on and us together telling you what's happening, I'd be like, so what is happening in the community? Uh, <laughs> please do tell me about this. I don't know. What new PSRs are there? Um, so, yeah, it's going to keep on going for now. Um, at we the same... have uh, reduced the frequency a little bit. I'm the sure last one was two months ago, and I wasn't yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was also about APIs, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm tired. Good night. Uh, <laughs> I was at my parents' house back in the UK because more feasible. No, it wasn't feasible. Shit, it was just on, on a trip. And um, we went to PHP South Coast. And I was at the parents' house, and the walls are made of fucking paper. We did and one <laughs> one time at your parents' house, and apparently yeah. they hated you the next day. Yes, <laughs> yes. They uh, said, son, uh, you're very loud. So, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, but shut up, I think was the response. Uh, <laughs> well, we should have so, them on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they sound very interesting. Yeah, they, they actually came to PHP South Coast, and uh, they, they saw me give a talk there for the first time, and uh, they hadn't got a clue what I was talking about, but uh, they met a bunch of people. 
Uh, as disappointed in you as we are. Yeah, absolutely. They did not know why they bothered coming. Um, uh, uh, I introduced them to Lorna Mitchell and said, I've got a whole bunch of surgeons with me. And she said, you can have too much of a good thing. She's very polite. <laughs> British. Yeah. It's that Britishness. Well, she's Northern, so not polite at all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Still around for now. Can't get rid of me. But we really do have to sort out the frequency of our uh, Yeah, of we our can't podcast. change the name because we have a really good song. So it oh, would yeah. become like web tone hall, but the song's so good. So. It has to be the same number of syllables so we can just edit it out. And it'll be like it'll be like a series <laughs> voice. Just W-E-B town hall. Same syllables. Yeah, we're safe there. We're safe. We've just got to get the right... Sorry? Phil Hayes PHP Town Hall Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the joke there was that it's recursive. Uh, yeah. Very nice. I, I haven't even got any apple juice left. I'm so depressed. I think this is mostly just sugar, to be honest, but... Uh, <laughs> Wonderful uh, episode. All right, Sarah, could you join us? Have a question for you. I'd love to join you. I will I'll give you my seat. Like, I'm out of here. Oh, all right. I'll take your seat. All right. So, very important question. What is the status of the elephants? The elephants. You mean the blue elephants, right? Come in the picture. I mean the. I, know, uh, I need to be, get in the picture. The HHVM. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to be respectful for your boundaries no, here. Okay. Oh, do you want to switch? Um, uh, no, the the, the hack elephant, yes. the, the fachyderm, as, as I like to, to oh, call it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, well, we can't really call it an elephant, you know. It's not PHP, you know. Right. So it's, um, uh, yeah, so I brought the, the, the prototype. I don't have him Is with it? me. He's up in my room, oh. sorry. Um, he's, and he's the fachyderm, and uh, his name is Steve. Um, we are Steve. going to produce more. Um, Why is he called Steve? Uh, so all of our releases this year. So we do um, 13 releases a year every other week. Um, yeah. And, uh, no, 26 releases a year, which is every other week. Um, each release is name uh, begins with a different letter of the alphabet. So we have the A, the B, the C, in that order. And they all have to have a common theme. Last year, their common theme was hip-hop artists, because it's hip-hop. This year, the theme is Steve's. So we have, like, um, Steve uh, Jobs, Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, Steve Seagal. Yeah. What's the current Steve? Steve I don't know what month is it. It's September, so it must be pretty late in the alphabet. Um, I honestly have no idea. Um, my my particular team doesn't make up the names. Um, there's three separate parts of the HHVM team. And I just what yeah. <laughs> there there's a team that focuses on language. So there's the hack team, and they just focus on like all the extra bits of extra syntax. And there's my team, which is the open source team. We deal with like you know issues and pull requests and and you know actually getting the code out there and making sure that we don't like leak all the company secrets along with the rest of the code. Um, and then there's the performance team. So they actually build like the really deep layers of the of the runtime and the JIT and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's the team that actually gets to name the releases. So um, I have no idea why Steve is a theme, but Steve is the Sears theme. So the elephant is Steve. Um, funny story, um, when when we were first designing the elephant, I just I, I just assumed the elephant was a girl. Um, like that's just my my default for the, for the elephant. So I kept referring to, referring to her as like, oh, come and see the new elephant. She she's in uh, she's in this particular room. You can come and check her out. And eventually we realized like, oh no, the the name of the elephant has to be Steve. So I think we've determined that the elephant is in fact genderqueer. So. There, that we, we've got that piece None of diversity of for, for the, the, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're more inclusive now. So that's great. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Okay. Well, there you go. So our 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 our, our queer elephant is right on schedule. Um, so yeah, so we're going to produce them. It's not a question of funding the thing. I think Facebook can come up with the couple of bucks it's going to take to produce these. The whole team um, and they no Kickstarter. Yeah, well, no, there will be a Kickstarter, actually. So the Kickstarter is largely going to be to figure out where the heck to send all these elephants. Um, and that's just sort of like, um, well, uh, this is a guess. We haven't like nailed it down yet, but it'll probably be something along the lines of like a 5 or $10 level to be able to get uh, um, an elephant, what, whatever, you know, um, set sort of proper level of, of hesitancy so not everybody's just not like, oh, I'll take a free elephant, you know. Um, we so haven't worked out all the logistics yet. Yeah. Um, we're not concerned about breaking even. We can subsidize this. That's no big deal. Um, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Everybody on the team wants their elephants because they're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. This is our project. And um, obviously, it's part of being part of that PHP community. You know, like the elephant is the, oscot, is the mascot of PHP. And, you know, we're not PHP, but we're part of PHP. And, you know, this is our way to sort of like, you know, step into that. And um, for anyone listening, um, if you, who posted the photo that, that got on, was it Cal Evans? Cal Evans posted a, a pretty decent photo of it. I think he, he intentionally obscured some features just to kind of help maintain mystery. But um, if you're curious what it looks like, that's what uh, people can go to and check out. Are you actually recording video for this podcast? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was a video podcast. I thought it's... we were just like talking to Sammy or something. If we were doing like a, <laughs> a, a simulcast sort of thing. No. So like, no, I totally tried that. Davey stuck on, and we're not doing that mistake. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> that didn't work out too well. So yeah, no, I'm I'm so excited about like I have the only um, facuderm right now, and I guard this elephant so closely. I, I'm like. It, you don't leave my side. Good thing you, you don't come have to home do with me every night. Door thing on Saturday. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy McCall has a question. A uh, question for Sarah. Do um, you know what podcast you're on right now? The question is, what <laughs> podcast? <laughs> are you on? Obviously, not. I'm on the round table, right? No. <laughs> I know I'm on town hall. I just like. Something in my mind said that it was going to be another one of those crossovers, and I don't know why that was in my We head. did that at Sunshine? Yeah, we did it at Sunshine, and yeah, for some reason it was in my head that we were doing it again. I just, like... You didn't notice the lack of production quality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sammy had, like, 400 good microphones on the table. It was yes, right, he did. He had, like, a whole soundboard. He was we like, had two laptops. <laughs> <laughs> because neither one. of them is complete is why we have two laptops, right? Um, yes, I know what podcasts were on. I, I see Phil Sturgeon over there. <laughs> He's not on the podcast anymore. No, I quit. You host the P3 podcast, right? Sorry? Uh, nobody remembers P3. Wow, okay. Uh, question for Ben. Where did you put my hat? Why? It's right there on the table. No, before that. On my butt. Why did you put it in your butt? Because, not in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. On. <laughs> and through the transitive property, <laughs> be very careful where you put Phil's sausage. So this is categorized under academic podcasts, is that right? Explicit academic podcasts. It's, it, it, it's educational, it's just not anything you ever wanted to learn. If you want to learn about how much wildlife there is dead in New Zealand today, I'm just following your trail. <laughs> All right, any questions for Sarah now that she's up here? No, nobody cares. That's kind of insulting people. Come on. Nobody cares. <laughs> it, it's not covered in poop. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he, did have the, 
he had the decency to wear uh, boxer shorts because he knew that I'd probably tweet the photograph. So. To be fair, I did forget to tweet the photograph, so I'll do that. Now. <laughs> While Phil does that, we've got a question from Larry Garfield. <laughs> So I most of my work's going to HTVM right now. I'm just gonna like throw that straight out. Uh, the question was, uh, since I work on both to some extent, what am I working on and what do I think is cool? Um, I'm working on everything on HTVM right like now. I'm like I'm there's so much work to be done and we just I mentioned that I didn't really feel like uh, HHVM was an open enough project uh, during my, my keynote, and I, and I don't think it is. Like, I think we would get so much better volume through our pull request pro process if people were treating uh, the GitHub repository as our service of truth and people were committing directly to it, and it was a little bit more PHP-like. Um, unfortunately, it can't be for some, a variety of technical and logistic reasons. Um, so what I do is about 50% just hand-holding everybody else, trying to make sure that we're as welcoming as possible with pull requests, and we get them in instead of having them languish as pull requests to open source projects often do. You know, they just sit there until somebody can be bothered to review it. Um, I'm talking to you, Twitter. Um, <laughs> and then the other half of that is trying to work on parity, making sure that we actually match PHP in all the appropriate ways, and we do all the stupid, stupid stuff that PHP does. Um, <laughs> I have a... There's no resentment. No, there's no resentment yeah, right there. I, I, I've, I've actually uh, gotten the habit of making new t-shirts. I've got one that shows the equality graph for PHP. Um, somebody, on my, somebody else on my team drew up this intricate graph of like, one is greater than zero, which is equal to nan, but not equal to null, which is equal to nan, and is greater than infinity, but less than negative... Or, like, the weird equality rules in PHP is all expressed in this massive graph, and I, like I've been making like T-shirts out of that because I just it, it's so I don't go insane and kill people. Um, oh, I could totally make a poster out of that. I'll open an Etsy shop because there's plenty of material here. But I'll make a production of some T-shirts on that. There you go. There you. Just like the PHP what? PHP, yes, very much like the PHP what. Actually, my my uh, Facebook page for it is because PHP. Um, so it's like, why, why does this happen? Well, because PHP. It's just because of PHP. Um, so that's what I'm doing on the HHVM side. And then on, on the PHP side, um, you know, I largely when I see those, what the hell, PHP, what are you doing, what are you thinking, I usually have to just sort of like sigh and keep going on because this has been in place since like 4.2 or something. Um, but when it's like, no, I happen to know that just went in at 5.6 or it's just about to go in in 7.0, I'll be like, no, we got to fix this bug. Here's what I'm seeing. Is this okay with everybody if I just go and fix it and I'll throw that patch in? Um, that's mostly all I'm doing it's in uh, PHP right now, though I am doing a few extensions apart from that, like ASTK, ASTView, things like that, um, to work with the cool new stuff that's in 7. And if I can do it right, um, I'm really hoping to bring some of those hack features into PHP through extensions, uh, which I can do a lot easier. <laughs> Anthony keeps like shaking his fists in the air. Oh, it's a thumbs up. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm not understanding it though. Um, for example, like I, I would like to see some way to run hack code in PHP um, so that you can try out hack without having to switch runtimes. 
that'd be cool. Because then we can get people to realize that hack is awesome, and then they'll switch around times. And and uh, like, uh, basically, I would, I'm trying different approaches. Um, one possible approach is to just sort of pre-process the code and like strip the types out so that um, you know it looks like PHP code. Another possibility is just write my own AST generator. Um, I don't have to write the whole compiler. I just have to make my own AST tree. So I could, you know, trans make transforms of codes where appropriate. If I see a short lambda, I can actually turn that into a regular closure, for example. So there are there are ways that PH the PHP runtime could potentially run most hack code except for async. Um, which is the other project that I've been playing with and trying to find ways to make async work in PHP. Because um, to me, that's the killer feature of hack. And if we can make that work in PHP, then it sucks. So. Is there an RFC for that, or are you just playing around with it? At the moment, I'm playing around with it. If I can come up with something that makes sense and, and works, then I'm definitely going to put it into an RFC and say, hey, we need to, just, we need to add these keywords and, and this functionality, because this is going, like PHP 7, is doubling the speed of PHP 5, right? The same code is going to run in half the cycles and is going to return to the user that much quicker. What if we could have that again? Async could have that again, or even a third, take that down to one third of what it is. Like the, the amount of uh, performance left to squeeze out of our applications is still huge, but we have to have the, the tools to do it with and um, we, we need to rethink how we put these things. Yeah, we need to have the user land tools to actually be able to do it. And we don't have those tools right now in PHP. We only have them in Hack. Question, Davey. Yeah, uh, this is for, actually for all of you. Uh, what is your favorite feature of PHP 7, and why is it the spaceship operator? <laughs> I, mean, I already knew what my answer was when you asked the question. The question was, what's your favorite feature, feature in PHP 7, and why spaceship? And we all hate Davey. I hate the spaceship operator. No, I love the spaceship operator. It's so cute. It's a little sandwich. With the, looks like an Oreo from the side. I love Oreos. No, actually, I like the NoCoalesce operator, as stupid as that sounds. Yes, yes, yes. Because that was like, that's the pattern you start doing the minute you get into PHP. The first thing you do is, all right, $A equals, well, dollar underscore if is set dollar underscore get A, then dollar underscore get A, otherwise some default. Like, that's one of the first pieces of PHP you write. And it's crazy that it's taken until PHP 7 to get that right. So that's my well, favorite. technically PHP 6. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm twice your size. I will, I will take you down. But you're like 5'10". <laughs> this is why we don't have Davey on the podcast. You can even see it on the display. Like, I'm, I'm taking up, like... <laughs> a little threatened right now. I'm glad there's a rabbi between us. <laughs> if there weren't a man of peace between us right now. <laughs> All right. I love you, Ben. You know I love you. And, uh, ben Marks. Yeah, Ben Marks. You know I love you. <laughs> um, what, what's not to not love? What? Exactly. Yes. Yes. What's your favorite magenta feature in PHP 7? <laughs> and why is it the spaceship <laughs> operator? <laughs> I'm just happy that PHP is going to be running things much, much more quickly because uh, that's that's always been a pain point. Uh, Magento, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> takes a little, takes a little bit of, uh, it, it takes a little bit of oomph to get it going. All right, um, so did did Ben Mark just say Magento is slow as fuck? No, 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 no. Because I did say that during my presentation. I don't know if you noticed the graphs, but like, there's all this high speed, high speed, high speed, and then Magento is like, yeah, I've, down I've, here. I've I've had 
dinner with Rasmus, I've had this discussion in, in probably the worst way possible when you've got the guy who created PHP going, man, like, why would you ever do anything like this with PHP? <laughs> so, um, no, I wouldn't say P, uh, Magento is slow. I would just say that uh, Magento has been waiting for PHP to really come into its own. <laughs> <laughs> you're setting the you're setting the goalposts. So, but but what we for also, well, to, well for and we also we had to learn a lot and so Magento two actually does fix a lot of problems that that we had. Well, I'm sorry, <clears throat> problems things that are suboptimal in, in you worked one. around issues in PHP. Yes. Yeah. Magento two is out uh, fourth quarter of this year. Well, it's, no, we actually have, we'll work we have around those issues in PHP. We actually have um, enterprise sites being built in Magenta 2 right now. So we're doing, we actually found the same thing that you were talking about earlier with um, sort of get, getting, making, making use of this great community of people around, you know, the product that you're making. Uh, so we changed how we were actually able to let people submit pull requests on our GitHub repository, which is a really novel concept. You should all try it. It's great for open source. Um, and we've, we, net, we can barely keep up with it. So yeah. our core team is actually processing those. So I'm actually I'm in the middle of standing up a four-person community team, and we're actually going to do an SLA with our community so that if you file an issue or you submit a PR, you're going to get a response within you know, 24, 36, 48 hours. Not sure. But um, it, you will, it won't be one of those where you shout something out and you hear nothing back because that is the most frustrating experience in all yeah. of open source. And by the way, I want to apologize to Twitter. I didn't mean Twitter when I said that earlier. I'm looking at you. GitHub, process your own damn pull request. <laughs> wow, that seems tragically ironic. That is tragically ironic, yeah. Maybe Elizabeth Naramore is listening. I know I poked her about it. It's, it's closed since, but it, it took a few weeks for like a one-line pull request. And I'm just like, come on, GitHub. All right, so uh, Phil Sturgeon was in the back uh, doing the helicopter. I, we all have to get onto the chopper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the, the, yeah, okay. the chopper. You want us to wrap this up? You want us to wrap this up? Uh, I, I think we can get close to time. But it's getting close to time. I thought, I thought we had the room for the night. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but you fetched him a nasty pumpkin horrible. beer. What the fuck, Phil? I didn't pay for that. You're insulting somebody. You actually should insult Anthony. I know. How about questions for for anyone else? Like, can we get some questions for Aaron? How do you feel about having put the ass hat on? The ass hat. The question was, how do you feel about wearing the ass hat? Which works on so many levels when Ben Edmonds is involved. <laughs> so my suggestion would be we wrap this up, drink all that booze, and then fucking wreck the place. How do you feel about that plan? <laughs> well, there are tables to flip, so let's do it. It's Jeremy's problem now. All right. Thanks for joining us for episode 45. Guys. Thanks, Ben Marks and Yetz for joining. I don't want to say your last name. So, uh, just spit a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. That's easy part.